we tried to order a charcuterie tray to be delivered today for while we are decorating, but they won't deliver to our house. And I'm like stupidly sad about it. What is it? A charcuterie tray? <gasps> you don't know? It's the most oh. beautiful, magical thing, Dana. <laughs> it's usually a pretty tray, like a you can get charcuterie boards, like a wooden or marble or whatever. You can get okay. them custom, they're gorgeous. Uh, but it's like fancy cheeses and different crackers and nuts. And sometimes there's little like flavored honeys that'll go well with the cheeses or little jams. Sometimes chocolate. There's fruit. Uh, little like uh, meats that will go with the cheeses. Oh, it's a, magical. And I'm a, so sad because I want it so badly. <laughs> just a fancy word for a snack platter. Just... I mean, basically. It's a like fancy party platter. Oh, it, okay. It's a, Hello friends, future Jenna here jumping in as always with our trigger warnings. So as with every other episode in the beginning, there is a brief mention of alcohol when we discuss what we are drinking. And then for our check-in episode, we discuss a lot of thrillers and some horror, both with books and movies. So any blanket trigger warnings that would be included in those genres, we will apply here even if we don't go too deep into them. And then the only ones I will give specifically uh, based on the books that we discuss and descriptions that we give are going to be a discussion on some social norms that could be kind of difficult, as well as uh, books talking about injury to kids and some mild transphobia. And with that, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our book club style podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dana. And I'm Jenna. Two high school friends reconnecting for the joys of reading. Now, when it comes to our taste in a good book, our opinions may differ, but sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> we might just be on the same page. Welcome to our latest check-in. Yes, hello. Like you said, welcome to our check-in episode for the month of November. Once a month, Dana and I will be here discussing what our next book will be, why we chose it, and what else we are reading and watching. But first, if you want to go ahead and start us off, my friend, what you drinking? coffee because uh with, with the... i love that there was such a like period at the end of that like coffee uh with <laughs> end of story I'm, I'm not a big coffee drinker we were just talking about but sometimes i feel like i need the a little extra kick i don't like what caffeine does to me in the morning i get very jittery so it's a half calf and um yeah a little eggnog in it i believe but just to keep me up in the morning because the dog woke me up early when she's up early, she nibbles on hands and won't leave me alone. So my oh, knuckles no. were bleeding, and I was—I could no longer fall back asleep. So I was like, "It's coffee time." <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, like he said, we were talking about it. I'm not really a coffee person, but dang, I mess with a good chai tea every once in a while. <laughs> Give me the um, the matcha green tea. Yes, that, I have green tea downstairs. The either. Matcha. I always feel like it's like a, I think of it not a hot chocolate, but like a hot vanilla is always what I think it tastes like when I get it from like Starbucks. But then I also love the iced, uh, the frap, the matcha green tea frap, and oh, that I will kill for. <laughs> sure. I don't think I've ever gotten that. I, I make um, uh, oat milk matcha iced lattes at home. 
Oh, okay. They're so good. <laughs> well, what about your your mug? You have a mug. I do. I also have a mug. I am in the chilly season vibe again. I have a very autumnal, like, November shaded sweater. And I went with a burgundy mug, so I'm just, like, very aesthetic today. Um, <laughs> I tried to tell Dana it was also coffee, and he did not believe me. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Uh, I don't have coffee. <laughs> I have, uh, Nick and I made some holiday wassail last night and then again this morning because there was just some of the stuff left over and we're going to have another fun day at home today. So funny enough, my mind just immediately goes to flashbacks of the wassail test from school when I just hear that as I'm, I'm just, I'm just imagining myself. I was like, is this the drink that gets you through it? Is that what this That's is? That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it probably gets some teachers through it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for anyone listening that's not from Washington State, the wassail is what they used to call the uh, Washington just standardized learning That big test. test. Yeah, that no every state anymore. has, but it has a different name. It, it was the wassail, W-A-S-L. Um, no, this is wassail, I think, technically, because um, <laughs> it ends with an A-I-L. But it's like the Christmas song, here we come, a wassail in, a mummy, oh my something. God. <laughs> uh, so it's a spiced apple cider, or just basically any cheap cider you can get in a jug. Uh, brandy, fresh oranges, uh, cinnamon sticks, whole cloves, and star anise. And you See, put it in the I, crock pot, and it's nice and hot. I feel like I don't have the patience to make something like that, but I feel like I would absolutely love it if I just had it. And so it's just you like... Would. It's really good. <laughs> Uh, so November, brand new book, brand new excitement, and a big surprise with that read. You want to yes. tell us the title? Yeah, we're very excited about this one. So for the month of November, we are reading The Bro Code by Elizabeth Siebert. Normally, I would also hold it up. I don't have it yet. <laughs> I still need to go get my copy. So imagine a book here. Very cute. <laughs> Our friend Dana there has it. Yeah, for, the, for the YouTubers. <laughs> for the YouTube. Um, I'm the good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when parents are like, the Instagrams. It's the like, Instagrams. <laughs> for the YouTube. Um, <laughs> and it was published just this year, 2020, by Wattpad Books. And it is 301 pages. So Ooh. since you have your copy, do you want to go ahead and read the back cover for us? Yeah, I'll do that real quickly. The number one rule of the bro code, do not fall in love with your best friend's sister. As a certified stand-up bro, Nick McGuire knows that some things in life are sacred. Do not skip ab workouts, never back down from spicy foods, and always accept the outcome of rock, paper, scissors. For these are the, re uh, the revered doctrines of the bro code, rules of conduct that have been passed down through the ages from bro to bro. <laughs> Quick pause. I can't stop thinking about how I met your mother as I read it. Um, <laughs> like, like yeah. this is like this is young Barney almost. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> heading into his senior year, Cassidy High's star soccer player has his priorities straight and intends to spend his time playing sports, hanging out, and living by the code. But when his best bro Carter's sister Eliza returns from studying overseas, the awkward academic girl Nick remembers is different. Carter might be Nick's bro, but Eliza becomes his whole world, and he has to make a choice between them. Is being with the girl of your dreams worth breaking the most important rule? Never date your best friend's sister? Somehow, Nick never expected that f following the bro code may have even bigger consequences than breaking it. Oh, 
if I had a nickel. That darn broke out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then and- why we chose this book. Uh, it's actually a bit of a different story than the past couple months have been. This wasn't necessarily a my pick versus Dana's pick. Uh, and originally we were going to be looking for an interesting nonfiction read. Uh, for non-fic November for my bookish uh, book tours and bookstagrammers <laughs> out there. Um, but then we actually connected with Lizzie uh, Siebert, the author, on Instagram. And we're talking about this book, and it just sounded so cute. And so really exciting announcement. She is going to be joining us for our discussion on the 30th. Yes, so excited. So we're going to be asking her some fun questions, getting her take on the book, uh, maybe specific scenes, why she wrote it the way she did. Very excited. Yeah, we actually had this... uh picked out and figured out while we were reading bromance book club and which was really funny (laughs) because i was i was like oh we're going back and forth between somewhat thriller to (laughs) to romance we've done back to back but what i loved was just uh because i think what made me also more open to that is one yeah i would love to interview the author that's a great opportunity but then two as i'm reading bromance book club i realized i like cute stories (laughs) so i was like this one seems seems more up my alley 2020 has been such a shit show <laughs> i just need some in, uh, up feeling exactly you just cuteness. need stories that are going to make you feel good and yeah. uh when we start talking about what we're reading upcoming and stuff yeah my next book that i'm starting later tonight is gonna fit the bill and Choice. so it, you just you really need to take that happiness and joyous feeling oh, yeah. anywhere you can get it and i feel like this book is gonna do that for us so i'm really excited yeah, um, yeah, and to, to head in that for since since I am the only one who has it, but our twenty percent thoughts for it. Yes, uh, I'm gonna I'm for gonna talk any about any of you who this might be your first check-in episode with us. Uh, basically, what this is, it's a big thing on the bookish side of Instagram, and it's just called the twenty percent review. And since Dana usually starts the books before I do, I just thought it would be kind of fun to include his first initial thoughts of the first 20% of the book. So just if you're liking it, if you're not, and if you're excited to keep going. Yeah. Quick little backstory of what my plan was is because December we have decided that we are going to start doing two books a month. We're going to become a weekly, uh, a weekly podcast. Very excited for it. So I had planned to set myself up to the pace of what that would be. So that means reading a book within 14 days. So I put myself on a page minimum uh, for this book to hopefully be done by today. Did not get there. I am just under half though. But the reason is because I am really enjoying this one, and I'll get more into that with the 20%. And then for the second half, I would have read my personal choice, which was going to be something we mentioned earlier on our Instagram. So I'll bring that back up later in the today when we talk about our future reads. So the plan today then is to start reading it alongside Bro Code so I could still stick to that rule. And if I finish both books by November, which I am 100% committed to, then we're good for December uh, for our, our Christmas reads. Um, so yeah, I am just under halfway with the bro code. Um, I am definitely enjoying it a lot more than our last read. And I think one of the reasons why I'm going to turn you into a romance reader yet. (laughs) I'm getting there. Um, it's just cute. What I'm loving right now is, uh, Elizabeth's word choice, her tone and how she writes, um, following Nick, Nick is a player, but you feel, you just, you like him, even though he's a player, you're like, you've got something about you that I'm 
I don't know. I'd hang He's out a with you. I'd, player. I, I'd think you're a sleaze sometimes, but I like you. And so it's just like, he's not that bad. Sleaze is maybe harsh, but um, she definitely has the tone of high schoolers a lot better than Stephen King now has the tone of children. <laughs> like, I, I truly feel like when I'm reading this, when I started, I started getting high school flashbacks. I was seeing people that I knew because it was just, it felt so taking me back to high school. That the course, language. We should probably yeah. say. It's not like that was 20 years ago. No, no, we no. graduated and so, seven 20, years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, seven for me, it, six for you. So, yeah. It's not a stretch to have no, uh, it's not. high school flashbacks. But, but. but it's like, I'm, I'm seeing those days. I'm liking the tone. And I think what's really cool about it is that because the book starts out, you know, it's she comes back and he's realizing, oh, she, I've got feelings for her. But the thing Ooh, is, is it, that, it's... Hmm. <laughs> the trope of the best friend's sibling or yeah. like sibling's best friend or, you know, whatever. They're yeah. kind of two different sides of the same coin there. <laughs> but It's so what's, good what's, for me. <laughs> what, I, what I love about this is, like, as you said, the word trope is something I'd love to talk more about when we have Elizabeth here is that uh -huh. there are tropes in here, but she makes them fresh. They don't feel like cliches. Mm -hmm. They work for me. And... And I'm really appreciating that because I'm like, oh, this is going to be a by the book sort of story. And, you know, you could say that it is, but as I'm reading it, it just feels so fresh and new with this story idea that I'm just kind of like, huh, how'd she do that? And so I, I give her a lot of credit. Halfway in, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, the way she's written it, that I'm just so engaged. Um, mm -hmm. The reason why I'm not done with it like I should have is the stuff I'm watching right now has taken over a little bit, but sure. uh, it... It's, I'm really enjoying it. Halfway is, I think this is going to be a really cute one. And while it's definitely more, you know, it's a, it's a YA, it's not bromance book club, yeah. but I'm, I'm loving the relationship and the flirting and it's just cute. It, it gives me like, you know, I'm like, That's I remember the these days. There are uh, people, bookish people on Instagram, YouTube, even just people who review on Goodreads who try and hate on YA and try and say like, yeah, you're reading, but should it count towards your yearly reading, like number of books? Should it like it's count not an as adult reading a book. full book? Yeah, and I'm like, um, how very dare you? YA is delightful. Some, and some of the greatest epics are YA. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's such a lovely you, genre. You, it's, everything you know what... is so innocent and just sweet. Mm -hmm. And I love it so much. And so you those know, people are wrong. You know what stories get most movie adaptations? YA. <laughs> so um, so with Elizabeth, I'm hoping we get it right. Seabert, not mm -hmm. Seibert. No, um, she goes by Lizzie based off of my okay. emails with her. Uh, but again, once we have her on the pod, we will confirm yeah. that as well. <laughs> Um, but well done. I'm, I'm very enjoying it. Um, my plan is, like I said, I have to start now my personal read alongside with it. Uh, I'm going to be reading the personal read at its page minimum daily while trying to cruise through this. And if I can actually finish this first, then I can focus on just cruising through the personal read. But, um, I'm really sucked in. Uh, the, the last note I want to say is what I think I also like about Nick, the main character is that it's obvious he has a crush on her and it's obvious he's aware, but it's different. Cause it's not the thing where it's like, she comes in and all of a sudden like things really change. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if you can tell he's probably had a slight crush before and it just comes to the 
it comes You're to the forefront. You're making me so excited to no, start it, this book. And then it comes <laughs> into the forefront. And so there are moments where it's a, cause it's from his point of view, the book. And so it's first person. And, but there are moments where it does like the inner monologue, the inner sentence or something. And it's him telling himself, stop it. Like, <laughs> stop looking at her, stop doing this. And I'm just like, you know, you like her, stop fighting it. And I'm just, <laughs> and so I, I get that feeling and I love it. It's so sweet. I'm actually just really taken with this book. So, oh. um, I'm, 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 I'm excited to finish it. Uh, you know, today's the football game and the show I'm making my parents watch may get in the way, but maybe I'll try to take the whole night with this one. (laughs) See, I, since Nick and I started dating have gotten much better with football games because I have found that football games come with wine or mimosas and time for me to read. And so I'm just like, yes. It's very, it's very uh, good for me when I get to just sit there uh, with my book and be like, oh, did something good happen? Woo! I, I, no, I'll do that too because like I, I've gotten into football more for the past few years. I'll read along. Like I'll read when the other team has the ball. <laughs> I'll kind of look up when we have the ball. <laughs> and, sure. then, and, if I, and if I feel my dad flinch or crap, grip the couch, I'll immediately be like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, and just be like, what, what I was like, did. <laughs> did we intercept it? Did we? Did something bad happen? What? And so, but my mom can't handle football anymore because of the fact that my dad just gets so into it that it's like it gets so stressful that she's just like, I'm gonna go in the other room. So she may get back into reading because we've rubbed off on my mom. She now wants to read. She bought six random books from Amazon. <laughs> I love that. But she's only read 40 pages of the book and won't stop. I was like, why are you not reading? She goes, because you got us into a show. I was like, you're <laughs> upset about it. Just read. Yeah. <laughs> My mom is really cute. Um, not so much with this one. I think she follows our Instagram for the podcast. Okay. And she, I think, listens to the episodes. But for the most part, I think she gets like notifications when I post on my regular okay. uh like my blog account and so every once in a while she'll comment or message me and be like I think uh your mom should borrow this one and so anytime <laughs> I go and visit I'll bring her a book that I here you go I got. yeah right <laughs> but yes bro code I think you're gonna absolutely love it I'm surprised with how much I'm enjoying it like not that I thought it was gonna be bad but I thought the same thing where it was like I'm gonna have to lean into it mm-hmm. um and see, but it, it just, it grabbed me by the scruff. It was like, come here. <laughs> was like, this and is, now your t-shirt this... is like, I'm stretched out. Was that worth this the goof? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheap shirt anyway. Okay. Uh. Probably already stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, do we want to get into what we were reading in the last month? What we are hoping to read coming up? Things like that? Yeah, I'll make mine fast because like I said, the, the plan was to do this in two weeks. I was planned to be done with it and I wanted to be a big surprise of haha, I'm done and then read the other one. But so what I'm going to be I reading now, I'm still al- very impressed. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to be reading alongside it now, my personal is I put on, we put on our Instagram the other day, uh, a few posts ago, yeah. none shall sleep by Ellie Marnie. Um, the reason why is that this is sort of a YA like serial killer thriller. And I haven't seen something like that before. I actually want to, because it's kind of big lettered, I want to do a quick read of the flap because it just sounds so intriguing. Because <laughs> what, what caught my eye was how simple the cover is. Mm-hmm. It is a really like, cool cover. Like, it's I very love those simple. covers that are kind of, cartoony isn't the right word, but kind of comic booky. Um, right, Com- right. It, like an old comic book, like an, an old little ad thing. <laughs> and And so I saw it and I was just kind of like, not in a bad way, but I was like, the cover looks 
cheap. Like it's not it's not overly artsy, which a lot of YA books try to do is an overly mm -hmm. artsy cover to grab the eye. But sometimes that's what turns me away. I was like, you look like the same thing I've seen on the other shelf. So this I looked at and then I read it and this is the flap. 1982 Quantico, Virginia. Two teenagers, serial killer survivor Emma Lewis and U.S. Marshal candidate Travis Bell, are recruited by the FBI to interview convicted juvenile killers and provide insight on cold cases. From the start, Emma and Travis develop a quick friendship, convincing juvenile murderers to talk when even the FBI can't get them to crack. But when the team is called in to give advice on an active case, a serial killer who exclusively hunts teenagers, everything begins to unravel. Working against the clock, they must turn to one of the country's most notorious incarcerated murderers for help, teenage sociopath Simon Gutmanson. Despite Travis's objections, Emma becomes the conduit between Simon and the FBI. But while Simon seems to be giving them the information they need to save lives, he's an expert manipulator, playing a very long game, and he has his sights set on Emma. Ooh, that does sound really good. And I was just like, ooh, mine, and I grabbed it, and I <laughs> Because that was when I was trying to find Midnight Sun. And I said, screw sure. Midnight Sun, this, this. And so um, I was like, I could pick up Midnight Sun later. So my plan is to read that alongside. My minimum is like 30 pages a day. So that's not killer uh, to get it done in two weeks. Um, but that looks really good. And then one that's been kind of itching at me, which I'll also have fun to show you because it's one of my casualty books that I talked about in our personal times, oh, yes. is this... Uh, I bought this trilogy when I was in Germany, but it'd been one I always meant to get. It's of the old Star Wars canon. It's a trilogy. <laughs> Trying to show it up here on the camera. Um, and it's basically Star Wars, the Coruscant Knights trilogy. And the story, this came out shortly after episode three. And the story was after Anakin became Darth Vader. Spoilers if you're a hermit. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, somehow. <laughs> the, trying to get a wassail to come out my nose. Okay. Um, it's a story about a Jedi after Darth Vader slaughtered them all, one of the survivors, and he's hiding in the streets of Coruscant, the city planet they were on, as now like a PI. But then I guess he somehow ends up in the eyes of Vader, and it's a trilogy about the Empire hunting him down as a fugitive. And I was like, and he's a detective. That sounds kind of cool. But what I meant by casualty was it's actually now a four-book series. Years later, he did a fourth book. Funny enough, it's called The Last Jedi, like the eighth movie, way before it was even made. But what happened was some of the books I had to leave behind in Germany because I couldn't fit them in my luggage. So my this story's going to break my heart. <laughs> I have to buy a new copy because she sent them in a box. And when she sends packages, she tapes the hell out of them, which is good. Because my parents people do too. Yeah, people don't want to go after them. So, but because the duct tape layers were like inches thick, I had to be a little forceful with the scissors and... I hit the back and it went through a few pages. <laughs> so my mom's like, just tape it. I was like, no, it went through pages. I can't. <laughs> and so there is another that I did cut only through the cover, but it wasn't like that. It was a tiny slit. So that I did just tape and I'm okay with it. But this one lost a few, almost a limb. So, so uh, I have to buy it a new version of it. And that I'm going to donate to Goodwill and be like, there whoever are a wants couple the torn of pages. Nick's books from the move here that mm -hmm. were really casualties. They are still readable, but they're just kind of sad now. Um, yeah. <laughs> with the army moving his stuff, they just aren't the most careful with things. Yeah. And so a lot of the paperbacks are just really bent out of shape and sad. Well, that, 
that happened yesterday. I don't know what is even in these days, everything has to be now delivered. There's an issue with just delivery men, I feel like, because uh, my mother ordered a mirror for her wall and it says fragile with care. Take freaking care. They open it up. It had the biggest triangle crack down the entire. Oh, mirror. no, that's so sad. But it's okay. She clicked get a refund and they gave it to her instantly. They're like, okay, just throw it out. <laughs> so I was just like, just can we take care of things? But that was my bad. I was a little forceful with the scissors because my grandmother put 80 layers of duct tape. So, but it's okay. It's only one book in the series. It was intended as a trilogy. Then he wrote sequel later. So I can hold off on book four since it's a follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of it for future. Like I said, I have a bunch of those books now. Part of me wanted to go into our storage unit and grab out some of my book boxes, but there's like six, and and find a certain series I want to read. Uh, it's about a kid. It's kind of like Dexter, where it's about a kid who knows he's a sociopath, but he doesn't do anything. He just knows to be normal. But then there's a killer in the town, and he's the only one who can really understand the feeling of it. But then it turns out to take a supernatural twist, and it's not human. But then it became a six-book series, and I was really intrigued. I got halfway through the first book, but I didn't want to take that whole series to Germany, so I decided to stop, and I said I'd read it when I get back. Well, now it's somewhere deep in the storage unit, and I can't find it. Um, mm -hmm. I, for I forget this series. It's The first book I know is I Am Not a Serial Killer. That is the title. And so, and and it's really well done. I feel like if like someone a... has to say that sentence, they probably are a serial killer. <laughs> well, yeah. Personally. Um, yeah. And so it's, it, it's intriguing because it's almost like a teenage Dexter who doesn't do what he does. And then uh, what it is, is it turns out these killers sound like it's something supernatural. And so the first three books are him as like a teenager. And I guess the second three books are a few years later when he's older and he becomes a consultant because he's the only one who's faced these things. So I'm like, sure. interesting. So Alrighty, so it's a good one. And there's also like a, a 3.5, a novella he wrote as like the bridge between both trilogies. And it's only like 30 pages. I'm like, I gotta read that too. So I have it, <laughs> but it literally is like so paper thin that it's just sandwiched between both trilogies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's kind of it for future reads. I don't really, I could talk about all the books that I have on that shelf, but basically it was like, I've been really interested to want to maybe do some Star Wars reading because I mean, Mandalorian season two came out, but I, I'm the only one who watches it, so I don't want to invest until the whole season's out. Because <laughs> I hate weekly. We've become so accustomed to binging shows that weekly hurts now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but what about your current, past, or future reads? So I only read nine books in October. Um, it's It still is a lot. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I was telling Nick when he was like, that's still so many books. I need you to stop. Uh, it's just when there's two or three months in a row that you've read yeah. a dozen books each month. Single digits seen, hurts. Yeah. Uh, so I only read nine. I Part of the problem was that, A, I was pretty sick off and on in October. Um, just a cold, like nothing crazy i didn't catch the virus or anything right. i just my body i think was really worn out and so mm. my immune system was just like you're gonna get all of the things <laughs> and um if you hear nick coughing it's because he's doing the same thing oh no we're just kind of slowly dying together um <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> and another part of it is that the last book that i finished in september and then the first audiobook that I listened to in October, I didn't really enjoy either of mm. them. And so it it just made it kind of hard for me to 
back-to-back keep going and like just... yeah so i just i didn't get oh god i don't my microphone <laughs> again shocking nobody i had to move him off of my chair in order to sit here and record um <laughs> so i didn't get quite as much reading done as i was hoping to but with only one exception i did stick with all mysteries thrillers or horrors okay um i read one contemporary romance because i was on the arc tour uh so basically i the author sent me an advanced copy for my kindle and uh i was a part of the tour like on the release day for it which was this last tuesday wednesday the 28th and so that was the only one out of theme that i read but um i read a couple pretty good ones i think i mentioned in our last check-in i might not have uh but i (laughs) block this friggin light back here um I, is that the one that has a Netflix movie now? Yes. Uh, and that's actually why I did this. So I led a buddy read, basically, for this book. I just kind of put it out into the Instagram universe and was like, hey, y'all, I haven't read this since I was like 15, and I've been meaning to reread it. And now the new movie comes out this month. So anyone who wants to read it with me, great. And then we discussed yesterday. It was super fun. But yeah, so uh, anyone not on the YouTube, it is <laughs> Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Uh, Maurier, I took French in high school. I should be better about this. <laughs> I didn't sleep very well last night, so I just like... Best shot in the m- My brain is giving zero bothers <laughs> about how to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> but it's actually, it's a really fun copy that I have. Do you know Little Free Libraries at all? No. So they are, they basically look like mailboxes. They're little wooden boxes and they basically have books in them. People can set up their own outside of their house or something and then just register it through the Little Free Library website so that there's a map on there and you can see where they all are across uh, at least the U.S. I don't actually know if it's an international thing or not, but um they basically are take a book, leave a book. And so if you find one, you can take a book that's in there. And if you are getting rid of books and you don't want to sell them or someone like me who sometimes gets sent advanced copies of things, you Mm -hmm. can't sell an advanced copy of a book that you were sent, obviously, because it's not (laughs) fully edited. But you can give them away or you can put them in little free libraries if maybe it wasn't your favorite book. And so they're just really fun. I love seeking them out when I am traveling. And there was one, I actually can't remember where I found this one. It might have been on Nick's and my road trip uh, from his parents' house to Washington when we were like gathering all of our stuff to move to Texas. But I found this one in a little free library. And so the cover is like it's so well loved you can see it was read so many times and i think either it was a kid's copy or a parent of a little kid or something because there's those little like doodles and stuff on the (laughs) front cover that little kids do on uh used to do on like vhs cases and stuff and it's just so it's a really fun copy at some point i'll get a newer copy just because it's pretty old and so there are places where even like the words are 
faded to I. Oh wow. I haven't read in a decade, so I had to guess what word was supposed to be there. <laughs> um, but it's really fun. I like that one. Well, yeah, because I saw. I think we were scouring Netflix, and the trailer popped up, and I watched it, and it looked intriguing. And also, just random movie news is like I I get updates on like you know, uh, what movie updates are there. And so I think they said that the director for that movie is now going to direct the sequel to Meg, the big shark movie. And so I was like, interesting. I was like, he must be. I, I don't know the the like I don't know the book makes it look like it's some sort of contemporary. I mean, not contemporary, but like I was gonna uh, say it's classic. Sorry, it's wrong, sure. wrong word. It was definitely written like, in I, like the thirties. I think like it looks like a classic. Like looking at that cover, classic either thriller or romance or something, but the trailer definitely showed me. I was like, that's more thriller-ish. And, yeah. Or, and... So I haven't watched the new Netflix movie yet. Uh, it was pretty heavily discussed in my buddy Reed conversation, like group text type thing. Uh, and they were saying it's not a very faithful uh, translation of the book. Like you said, it's pretty obvious from the trailer they were trying to make it more thriller than it is. Mm. And so they just apparently kind of added some things to make it more thriller that might not have been necessary. But the book is very much classic. So it is a bit of a slow read, but it is a slightly suspenseful romance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then just super quickly touch on this one because there's another couple books that I actually want to talk about. <laughs> but this was one that I mentioned in our check-in last month yes so this is they wish they were us by jessica goodman i need to write that one down just myself. use all of my <laughs> books to uh block the back window so i don't look so washed out and this was the one that you thought was kind of pretty little liars-esque oh, where yeah. the main character uh, a couple years ago her best friend had been murdered and the best friend's boyfriend had uh Confessed. I couldn't think of the yeah. word. Oh boy. I uh, had confessed <laughs> to the crime. And then now it's their senior year and the boyfriend's sister starts texting the main character and is like, by the way, he didn't do it. And like this secret society that you're in is terrible. So, uh-oh. yeah. So <laughs> it's just really interesting. It is kind of a YA kind of procedural thriller ish because you get a bit of that he's obviously been in a jail for those couple years so you get a bit of that and a bit of uh trying to prove his innocence and things like that so it's really cool (laughs) but then my favorite books that i read this month uh this one i won't go too deep into i read with a book club that i'm in uh the first poirot novel Agatha Christie. So I read <laughs> The Mysterious Affair at Styles. I uh-huh. love Agatha Christie to pieces. Like, I love all of her stories that I've read and all of her plays. I want to do Mousetrap so badly. But um, I hadn't read this particular one, so it was very fun. Enjoyed doing that. And then the two that I really loved, I mentioned Verity in mm. The Check-In by Colleen Hoover. And it was another romantic suspense. And it was... <laughs> it was wild. And it was so good. The ending, a lot of people don't love. Um, I don't think it ruins the book for anybody, but there are mm-hmm. a lot of people that like love the book up until the ending, and it's just kind of like, blah. 
Um, uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need that as like a recorded sound effect. Just when it's like, whenever we have a book we don't like anymore, we just play that episode. Done that. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but basically, it is, and it, it's funny. I was telling Nick because I was reading this one and Rebecca at the same time, and I was telling him it is kind of reminiscent of Rebecca, mm-hmm. uh, just in type of story. But basically, it is this woman who's an author, and she gets approached to finish another author's series. So basically, this uh, other author is really wealthy and really famous. This uh, six-book series that she's writing is basically the Harry Potter of horror or thriller um, in this universe. It's just so big, and people are so, so into it, and something happens to her, and she is unable to finish the last three books in the series. Oh! And she's not dead, um, but she is in an accident, and she can't finish the series. And so this other author is called in to finish the series and basically starts living in her house uh, with her husband and son, and Verity, the other author uh, that had the accident, is basically just out of a coma and not really responsive, uh, just kind of being, you know. Uh, not she, really, not really a vegetable, but yeah. Like... Um, but she like can't talk, she can't move on her own, things like that. And so she is also living there with full time care, and crazy things start happening. So it turns out that Verity and her husband, they had two twin daughters that within six months of each other both died. And now just the son is left. And then I want to say only a couple months after the second daughter passed away, the wife had her accident. And so all of these things and just tragedies following this family. And so the main character is there trying to basically live in the house long enough to go through Verity's office and try and find information on what she might have been thinking for the last books so that she can finish the series. And, uh, yeah, like, she starts seeing Verity in different places and, like, Verity will be looking at her from across the room and things like this. And so it starts to kind of be like, is she faking it? Is she not? Like, what's happening? And she finds this manuscript in Verity's desk of <laughs> uh, kind of an autobiography of, like, really dark shit. And so <laughs> she starts getting really freaked out. And, of course, the main character and the husband start having having a thing because it, it's a romance to some extent. And so it's just... Oh, it's so good. I already want to read it again. Is the title Verity? Verity. Yeah, V-E-R-I-T-Y by Colleen Hoover. It's so good. I will have to look at this one. Yeah, please read it. (laughs) I want to know all thoughts. Um, It's so good. And then my other favorite was one that I listened to on audio. Mm. Uh, It was gifted to me from the publisher, and it's called Cemetery Boys. It, I want to say, came out in September, but it, oh god, so good. I think technically it's YA. I don't 
remember exactly. It's kind of harder to tell on audio for me. Right. That might just be me. That might just be a weird Jenna thing. <laughs> but um, it's about this. The main character is this young trans boy, young man. I, I never know where the cutoff is that switches from boy to young man. Right. But he is a senior in high school, I think junior or senior and he and his family are brujas uh and so they are basically magical and help with spirits and crossing over to the other side and uh this whole book kind of takes place the week leading up to the day of the dead celebration and it's just so good and so it is an own voices read for both LGBTQ community and a Latinx character or a Latinx character. And it's just like, it was so good. I, there's not a ton to say about it without like going deep into the story. But basically this, this main character, this trans boy who his family doesn't want to let him go through the ceremony to become a bruja and be able to help the spirits and whatnot because he was born female and they mm -hmm. are basically saying like if you want to do the or a bruja excuse me if you want to do the ceremony and become a bruja which is the female version great but we're not going to let you do the male ceremony and so he and his best friend do it themselves, and he summons a spirit uh, that he thinks is his cousin who just passed away to try and figure out what happened to him um, and try and help release his spirit before the Day of the Dead ceremony. Mm -hmm. And uh, it ends up being this, like, bad boy from school who uh, had just passed away and doesn't know what happened to him and so he's trying to like help this other character julian uh make sure his friends are okay because he was with his friends when he passed away and try and figure out what happened to them try and figure out what happened to the cousin mm -hmm. but also like the main character is trying to do all these things to prove that he's a brujo and right. prove to his family like who he is and all that and of course they fall in love and it's just like so <laughs> cute and i loved it so much it that one sounds intriguing but i'm more engrossed in severities so oh, for sure. that Verity one sounds a lot grabs you from the word go and just does not <laughs> let you go uh cemetery boys is not quite that same way that one sounds uh, like an acquired taste. It is a pretty taste. long one. It, mm. I listened to it, like I said, on audio, and I want to say the audiobook was like 13 hours or something. Ooh, it was crap. lengthy. But, I mean, highly recommend. <laughs> Y'all, it was so good. The representation, like I said, it's an own voices author and narrator. Uh, the okay. audiobook narrator is also Latinx and trans, and so it's just like... The representation is amazing, and I just, Golden. I loved it so much. Oh, that kind of brings me to a quick little note I want to say about Bro Code, still keeping within 20%. What I love that Elizabeth or Lizzie does is that there are moments where characters kind of say something that does or do something that 
leans into like propelling modern social norms mm-hmm. and like but without it feeling like it's being spoon fed to you and forced down your throat because there are some stories or tv shows nowadays that really try to be like look we're we're with the peeps today we're with the people and the way things need to be and it just feels overdone and then it kind of does the opposite where it feels like you're forcing it upon someone and who who yes they should learn the better things but like if you try so much to shove it in someone's face, they, they'll retaliate and they'll pull sure. away. So mm-hmm. she writes and does this in a way where it just feels normal. Like one of the characters, you know, if one of his friends makes a homophobic joke, like, like, like being gay as a joke, like, you know, our generation, we were young, like, haha, you're gay. Like, he'll be like, all right, you're buying lunch. He's like, oh, damn it. And then they have to go buy lunch. And so it's like, he, he put a negative reinforcement to make sure that they don't do stuff like that and so i love things like that where the representation just feels like natural a part of the conversation already like it's not natural and so um obviously the ones like the hate you give and things Mm -hmm. like that where it is being uh let's just say a different race like being that race and your experiences Mm -hmm. are a huge part of the story and the plot and why the story takes place those are incredibly important stories as well and and incredibly powerful reads. Um, But I also love every once in a while just getting a book. I read, it's over here a couple months ago now, but take a hint, Danny Brown. And it's a second in the series. Um, So the first one is Get a Life, Chloe Brown. But (laughs) those ones are like, like Danny Brown in this one is a bisexual, like plus size woman of color. And that's just... it's just how it is like it's not at any point it's not like oh she's this so she has to be this way or like it doesn't need to be part of the story at all it's just like this is who i am as a character and now we're gonna go on with this story and so i love representation like that too where it's just like this is a part of the conversation because it's who this person is but it doesn't need to be brought up you know? Yeah, it's it's subtle enough where it's like it's like a pin needle on the on the cork board, mm-hmm. but it's pinned in just the right place where it stayed. Yeah. And so and I'm like, oh, that was effective. That worked because it made me think about it. And so I loved that it's it's natural. It's in the characters' conversation. Like even like gender gender norms is like in the beginning of this book, and it was said in just kind of an offhand hand sentence that I was like, I was like, oh. And then the book carried on, and I was like. But that stuck with me. I remember that now. That's a that's a thought that I agree with. And so I, I love that. And I love when a book, does, especially with, like you said, the hate you give about, you know, races, a race that we aren't and the struggles that they go through, like with uh, mm-hmm. how it went, how it went down that book. that And that goes for all read. sorts of minorities. That was just yeah. the easiest example that yeah. I had my fingertips. And, yeah. And with how it went down, the same thing is it's just those are written in such a way by authors who have had those experiences or authors who have a strong knowing of it because, and it's written in a way where anyone else who is not a part of that minority can grip to it easily and not be overwhelmed with, this is where you can be wrong. Please be right. It is just, this is how it is. Please recognize it. Yeah. And, and I love that when it's, when it's please recognize it, not, don't be this it's recognize it and on your own take with that what you will sure and then the last book that i wanted to talk about is the one that i am starting tonight that is i'm so excited about and it is this one it is in a holidays 
by Christina Lauren. Uh, yeah, super excited are- for people who can't see it. Obviously, from the title, it's a it takes place during Christmas. Um, but it's holidays. H o l i d a z e. So it's a fun play on words there. Um, Christina Lauren are actually a an author duo. Okay. Uh, one named Christina, one named Lauren. Haha. Um, but they uh, write together, and it's just their books are so fun. I literally have six of them on my shelf right now. Right. They're one of my favorite like authors currently writing. And so I'm just really excited for this one. Like I said, it takes place during the holidays, and I am so very ready for Christmas season. <laughs> um, and it's they describe it as kind of Groundhog's Day, but Christmas. Uh, oh, okay. Where the main character kind of ends up reliving the same day and the same experiences over and over again. But from how they've described it in interviews... And I watched, like, a Facebook Live of them talking about it, things like that. It's more of a, in order to break the cycle, she has to figure out how to make herself happy. So it's more of, like, a self-love thing than okay. it is, like, a stop being a Solve the mystery scrooge. or stop the... Right. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, like, a holiday story, and it's huge on found family, which I love in books and movies. I just, I love the idea of people getting to choose the family for their lives. And so yeah. I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm starting this one tonight. I already have a bookmark in it. Yeah. I'm just yeah, like, that, I'm ready. And that gets me a little excited because for December, obviously with our two books, we're going to be doing Christmassy stories or Christmas-based stories. And our plan for when it comes to that is I think each of us gets our own pick for whatever theme we choose for our month. So We'll see. Um, I don't want us to be like this month it's fantasy and then have two no 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 right 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 we'll kind of play with that see how that works out but But definitely for christmasy we're doing two fun christmas reads and so i know i have mine picked Uh, do you have Mm -hmm. yours picked i'm pretty sure but we're gonna i have a couple things in the back of my mind i'm gonna kind of workshop and double check but your read is gonna be first anyway (laughs) all right and then from there what have you been watching? My my watches kind of turn into also more reads as well. So what what have you been watching recently? So I will just say what we did yesterday because it was really fun. You will very much appreciate it. So <laughs> uh, we are recording this on November 1st. So yesterday obviously was Halloween and it was wild. <laughs> Nothing this year is how it should be or how it usually is. Uh, but basically I did a fun like Disney bound costume instead of doing a full costume. And then we made wassail and we're just kind of drinking warm wassail all day. And we did a spooky, spooky marathon like that. (laughs) It's a dumb word, but it's like the word the youths use to describe like (laughs) non-scary Halloween stuff. Um, And so we, anyone who has listened to basically any of our, uh, discussions so far. I'm not really a scary movie person, but mm. there are a couple that I have wanted to watch because the story sounded interesting, or I really like the source material, or you know whatever, um, mm. and have kind of been on a back burner list for me because I wanted to watch them, but I knew I wanted to watch them 
in the middle of the day because <laughs> right. I don't want to watch them at night. I'm just not <laughs> about that. And so we did. We just spent all day and evening doing a um, movie marathon. Like we watched the part one 2017 It, but then we also watched a Scooby-Doo movie. And like <laughs> we watched um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, uh... And then we watched uh the original the witches with angelica houston so just like oh yeah, going yeah. Back and forth. it was so nice yeah i i haven't done any halloween i actually got the obsession of wanting to watch the original halloween and its mm-hmm. sequel because there are so many halloween sequels that there's apparently like yeah. five timelines with how they all work in continuity so the latest halloween that came out in 2018 is supposed to be the definitive number two where there's been so many twos and there's been so many follow-ups where this one i guess was the one that was actually approved by the original creator like this i consider the actual sequel to my classic um and it jumps 40 years later uh um oh my god how am i forgetting the actress's name uh jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis i was gonna say i know about these movies and i know the plots and everything because i like jamie lee curtis Jamie Lee Curtis came back for it. It's 40 years later and they're turning now that sequel into a trilogy. So that follow-up is coming mm-hmm. and then one more and they just look like my taste cause, uh, but I've never seen the original. And so uh, we were looking where to find it and it's only on prime for like a cheap rental. Um, but we may do that. My mom's been wanting to watch it chapter two cause she hasn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So I have part one. We'll, we'll probably rent part two. So she's wanted to do a back-to-back marathon, but that's like five hours of movie. So, because yeah. this part two is almost three hours long. But what we've been watching, the big thing, which leads to a read, is I finally got my folks into Game of Thrones. I mentioned it. I knew my dad would love it, that it would maybe at least intrigue my mother. Well, now she's intrigued because she hates all the bad guys winning. And so she wants, she wants <laughs> comeuppets and karma. My dad's intrigued. Uh, and it's made me want to read the books now. I have all the books. I bought the paperback box set. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid to invest because I'm afraid George R. R. Martin isn't going to finish the damn series. And so <laughs> I, I want him to before I invest. Um, but it's made me want to read because I know there are differences that sound really cool in the books compared to the show. Mm-hmm. Like character resurrections, more supernatural stuff than even the show has. And I'm just like, I want to read that, but I don't want to get to the point I know the books stop at. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's a show that Nick and I have both talked about. Like, we should probably watch this, right? Like, I think we would really like it. And but every time we said it, there would be like three more seasons or we would be four seasons in already. And then we're like, yeah. We're not going to jump in at this point. Like, at this point, should we just wait until it's all out or, you know, whatever? Just because it's such a commitment to commit to, what is it, eight or nine seasons of a show? It's eight seasons. Um, The last two are shorter. So it's a total of 73 episodes. Yeah. So it's just like a big time commitment. Um, So we will watch it eventually because we know we would both enjoy it. Nick has read at least some of the books. I don't remember if he's read all of them. Right. Uh, I'm not a huge fantasy person usually, so actually mm-hmm. Nick has basically said, like, probably don't read the books. Just watch the show. Right. You won't enjoy them. So I might break my usual rule and just skip the books and just watch the mm-hmm. show. It, it is one of those ones where, well, because that was what happened is a friend made me watch it because I told him how I had never read Harry Potter. I'd only watched them. So he said, okay, you're going to watch Game of Thrones. I was like, well, aren't I supposed to read them first? And he's like, no, you broke this one. You can bro- break this one. Yeah, right. So, you didn't read Harry Potter. You're not going to read yeah. Game of Thrones. So he put me through. And at the time, only season six was out. So we watched all the season six. And then I couldn't watch season seven or eight. So then when eight was finished, I bought the box set because I had... Uh, 
as a birthday present and binged them all. And I binged it from beginning to end. And while some people say the ending fails the show, I think it works. It is just definitely a thing where it's like, maybe they rushed it. Maybe they could have done fuller seasons or, or a season longer, mm-hmm. but I think it fits. And so uh, I, I'm excited for, we've done really well. We've, I think we've only been at it for two and a half weeks and we're on the last episode of season four. So they're really sucked into it. Apparently. Um, also, Dexter is now on my personal because I don't know if you heard, they've announced a ninth season. I did, yes. Uh, uh, and so it's going to be considered a limited follow-up. It's going to be considered not a ninth season, but a new finale because people weren't happy with how the show ended. So it got me in the mood to watch it because I haven't watched it for years. So I think after I read a little bit, I put an episode on at lunch. So I'm only at the end of season two right now out of eight seasons, and there's 12 episodes a season on that show. And it makes me want to read those books as well because I've only read the first three books, and there are eight just like the show but for those for people interested those take a big departure uh the first season and first book match up the second season of the show completely departs from the stories of the book so when they do that they're like wow this worked really well for season one better do the exact opposite for season two yeah well and the show does the show does a good job some people think the first half is better than the second half i beg i disagree i think even some seasons in the second half are good but it's uh it's just all a matter of taste, but the books, I guess, are a completely different beast when compared to the show. So that has been that. Um, as of current watches, I want to start Mandalorian season two, but like I said, I've I've hated waiting weekly now, so I'll wait till all episodes come out. It ends like by December or end of November will be all the episodes because uh, it's eight, I believe. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, something like that. Uh, and then the last one is. Uh, kind of leaning away from a book for people who delve into other sort of reading material um there's a graphic novel that got me really interested to want to read it kind of it goes back to batman how we talked about um well because the remember how i said there was the batman novel that was the adaptation of that comic i did a monologue from (laughs) so they've done a follow-up to that long-loved comic sort of where because the whole thing about it is the the comic i'm talking about is batman the killing joke and for people who know it at all or don't it's well loved to be the exact origin of the joker so this follow-up was in 2015 they did a reveal where they think oh how does the joker keep living for so many years in comics there are three of them and a lot of people scratch their heads at it so the idea is that batman has been up against three different guys and so this comic is him facing those three and learning which one is the main joker <laughs> anyway they ended up back on batman for the third episode <laughs> just just because um, the read the 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 book was looking at me but it, it came up on my feeds constantly and i was like what is it about this comic and then i looked and it was apparently like every year finally a comic run has like a big deal storyline and this was it and i was like there are three jokers why and so i had to look into it and it was an interesting backstory but kind of my reads and kind of my watches i'm into dark stuff right now every time someone dies on game of thrones my mom gets pissed and goes why are we watching this i'm like because eventually there's some karma (laughs) mom does that too with basically anything she tries to bully people into giving her spoilers she's like you better tell me what happens and we're like we're not going to (laughs) oh no my my mom is always a spoiler person so it will never be i'll I'll never not be able she'll look at me and be like because this person die i go Yes, no, shut up. Dad's over there. I just tell her I'm not going to tell her, and then she, like, tries to ground me, and I'm like, I'm an adult. No, because my mom, if I don't tell her, she grabs her phone and immediately starts looking it up. 
Sure. I'm just like, okay. So Um, I think on the Batman note, it is time to wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no. Uh, well, well, I guess final as just my wrap up thoughts is that I'm really excited for the book we're reading right now. I'm really excited for us to eventually get uh, to interview her, and then mm-hmm. we'll probably discuss beforehand what kind of questions we're going to ask her and how we're going to lay out this episode. Because I think what we want to do is we kind of want to treat it like our normal discussion ones, where we'll discuss the book, but it will be tailored more to our favorite moments. How did she maybe come up with those moments? Where- yeah, so it'll basically be. Our regular episode will be condensed into the first probably half, uh, mm-hmm. and then the end of the episode will switch more into a little bit of an interview and yeah. uh, bring in those book club questions that we usually bring in, but kind of discussing those with her and uh, her thoughts on it as well. So very excited. Yeah. And so with that, and then wanting to finally read a book alongside, like I said, today I have to start the other book. So my minimum today is I have to at least read 30 pages of that book. I think it's like the first three chapters. So I'm excited to do that and to see if my mental capacity can handle two stories going on at the exact same time. So I think it can, especially especially with one halfway through. If you can watch five TV shows at the same time, you can read two books. Like, come the fuck on, Bridget. Yeah, it's... (laughs) I, I I do believe so. Um, but yeah, no, I, I believe I definitely can. And so uh, I think my, my limit may be three because I know that when we do two books a month, I still want to have a personal read somewhere in there mm-hmm. and to see if I can at least do that. So two books I definitely believe can happen. Uh, I'm telling you, you need to get into audiobooks. You can listen I to know. one while you're working on other stuff, working around the house, uh, while you're in the car, heading places, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's I, reading I know without I could, the commitment of reading. <laughs> it's it's reading without your eyes. It's your ears. And yeah. So um, I think I can. I just, I don't know. I always, like I say, I love the feeling of just seeing my progress go through it. And so I feel like with the progress being a time bar code, like I, I just feel like there's less satisfaction in it. Now, I know it that I would still probably. It percentage, like 50% yeah. of the way, 60% of the way. Yeah, I did that for one audit. Uh, I was reading a, I wanted to write a monster story and I actually bought a book of, it was how to write monsters. And it meant like, not in the way of like, this is just how to create an original creature, but it was like, if you aren't a hundred percent sure on yourself of how to write suspense, this is how you make a creature scary. It's not about what it looks like or this or that. It's how does it move in a story? And while I was reading that, it had a little percentage at the bottom and I was just like, this is a short book. Cause I'm at 34%. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically just like reading it on the Kindle. Anyway, we've gotten back off track, so I'm going to start wrapping us up. (laughs) You can email us anytime at thesamepagepod at gmail.com. As always, that'll be in the description down below. If you have any books you think we should read for the podcast, any questions, collaboration requests, or if you've read any of our uh, recent reads or upcoming reads and maybe have book club questions of your own or favorite parts, things you'd like us to include in our discussion, let us know. We'd love for you guys to be a part of the discussion with us. And then if you want to reach out to me specifically or see maybe what else I'm reading that I don't talk about on our check-in episodes, you can find me over on Instagram at tackling underscore TBR, or my blog is tacklingtbr.home.blog. And then as for the podcast, you can find and connect with us on Instagram at the same page podcast. 
on Twitter at the same page pod. And you can find us on both Facebook and YouTube just by searching for the same page podcast. And then the last thing I'm going to say, as always, uh, is if you are listening to our show and you like what you hear, please consider heading over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to the episodes and subscribing, giving us a positive rating, and leaving your thoughts in a review. It's a really quick process. It really only takes a couple minutes, but it really helps small shows like us get introduced to more bookish folks. Woot! Yeah. And so this has been a fun check-in. Like I said, we're just really excited about this month because it's something different, something bigger, and something that we hope to maybe get to do more of in the future. And so this will be a fun month. And then December comes the real brawl of multiple much more episodes a month (laughs) yes we have not yet dana and i decided what day of the week those will be going up on Mm -hmm. um so we it will definitely be in our uh book discussion on the 30th but we will also before then announce it on instagram so again head on over it's the same page podcast if you want to be updated when we decide when those are going to go live perfect All right, so thank you all for listening to our latest check-in. We'll see you on the 30th for our full review of The Bro Code and our talk with Elizabeth. Yeah. All right, so we'll see you all next time. Bye.